Good afternoon. I'm Dave Jackson. Welcome to another JPR Live session. Joining me for his second time in the Steve Nelson Performance Studio, it's guitarist Terry Robb. He's performing tonight at the Talent Club in Talent, Oregon. Tickets are at talentclublive.com. Terry Robb was the recipient of the Cascade Blues Association's Guitar Player of the Year Award so many times. It was renamed after him. He's a guitar player, a composer, producer with a rich history in blues and fingerstyle picking. Terry, Rob, welcome back to JPR. Thanks for having me, Dave. Yeah. So you were born in British Columbia. You mm-hmm. moved to Oregon with your family as a kid, and your mm-hmm. family was kind of musical, right? Yeah. Um, my dad played the piano. My grandfather played a little classical piano, and my uncle Dave uh, was associated with the Lawrence Welk Orchestra. Uh-huh. Yeah. People like to joke about the Lawrence Welk Orchestra, but those guys were, were great. great musicians. Buddy <laughs> Merrill was a great guitar player. Yeah. yeah. So how, how did your family kind of influence your music as a kid when you were growing up? Played a lot of records around the house, and uh-huh. my mother was kind of a jazz record collector, and she told me what to listen to. And, and then my dad, he would take me to see things. He took me to see uh, Louis Armstrong, mm-hmm. and he took me to see the Beatles, and, you know, he liked to go to shows, and he knew I did, so we'd go a lot together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, so you got to see some really cool folks way I back did, in the yeah. day. Yeah. yeah, Mills Brothers, you name it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, musicians really can't help but getting involved in music, uh, kind of a born-that-way sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where along the way did you realize this is what you were going to do? Because it seems like you've been devoted to I think it was about to... seven. Yeah? yeah. Just like, I'm going to do this. this yeah, is... I just just felt like that's what I... I, I, yeah, I can't explain it, but yeah, I just kind of knew... Uh-huh. Yeah. And we were saying earlier, you taught yourself guitar. I did. Yeah. Um, so what was that like when you first started? What were you? Well, I was just kind of like, I mean, somebody showed me a couple chords, and then I just kind of went with it, and then I kind of learned some songs. I think the first song I learned all the way through was Proud Mary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and nice rhythm thing going on. And then, you know, you just end up learning some more and, and hanging out with people who are better than you and show you some things or watching them and going to see people and watch them and then go home and trying to remember it. I mean, your memory muscles were, were pretty good back then because you just had to see it and then go home and figure it out. It, there was no internet or there wasn't any really tab books then either. So you had to read music in order to mm-hmm. figure anything out. But a lot of what I, I was interested in, they, there wasn't any material for it like country blues and stuff like that and and you uh, later got a degree in music from portland state university and you, you studied with a classical composer yeah uh, yeah i did how did, how did that um Thomas jive, how, how did that jive with being a self-taught musician was uh that? it just i just you know i got a degree in in the fine arts and part of that was music and i just studied music theory just because i wanted to learn about it uh-huh. you know but i already was playing at the uh-huh. time and i didn't study guitar because Nobody was teaching guitar how I was what I was interested in. Yeah, but, that's what I was going to ask. You yeah. were working with a classical uh, teacher, but you, you're a guitar player yeah, it was playing just the all, blues. It's, it was just all theory. So, and mm-hmm. it really helped later when I was producing records and arranging music for people. Uh-huh. It was that. Well, good. Yeah. well, how about starting us off with the song? What do you want to play? Oh, this is called Still on 101. Thank you. 
Wow. That was uh, Terry Robb of the tune called Still One on One. Terry Robb is performing tonight at the Talent Club. You can find more information at talentclublive.com. And speaking of uh, being on 101, tomorrow at 4 p.m. he's playing at the Blackberry Arts Festival in Coos Bay as well. So you can find more about Terry Robb at his website, terryrobb.com. So it seems like somewhere in the late 70s, early 80s, you were kind of getting started, and you started hanging out with like Frank Zappa's circle of friends. Well, for yeah, a while. there's a guy named Ramblin' Rex uh-huh. who lived up here that I used to play with, and he was uh, one of Frank Zappa's oldest best friends from high school. Hmm. So whenever Frank was around, we'd go see him. Uh-huh. And I got to hang out with him a couple times, and he was a really nice guy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, any stories from that time that are okay to tell on the air? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. well sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Frank was and Rex were really funny. Yeah, I and very so. smart. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, as well, somewhere also you started hanging out with the guys in Canned Heat, and I, yeah. I think I heard you quoted as saying uh, Henry Vestine was your favorite guitar player. What was it about his style yeah, that, that drew in you in? When I was a kid in the sixties and. You know, it was Hendrix and Clapton and Beck and all those guys. And I like those guys a lot. Yeah. But I also really like, my favorite was Henry Vestey. And there's something about his his signature sound. And it, the neat thing about uh, blues guitar players back then and, and, and before, including, including acoustic blues guitar players, everybody had their own sound mm. and their own personality. You could always tell if it was Albert King or you could always tell if it was Big Bill Brunsey. Right. You know, everybody had their own thing. And like the early acoustic guys, like Charlie Patton and Sunhouse, they played songs, you know. They didn't just play a standard 12-bar blues thing. It might have 13 bars. It was intentional. And they all had their own sound, like Jeff, Blind Lemmer Jefferson sounded different than Blind Blake. It's kind of like if you think of the Impressionist composers, mm-hmm. there's, they're in this, this, air, this sort of scene but they all and and they have this title of what they do, but they all have their own identity. Right, they they go out. About and Henry it with their was own. like that to uh-huh. me. And the other guy that I was hanging out with a lot, and I got to produce was John Fahey, and he was a big uh-huh. influence. I mean, he was somebody I listened to and learned from a lot before I met him. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, I was going to ask you about him as well. Um, you uh, he he picked up one of your demos at one point, and uh, that was that was that when you guys first met? Was that well, that I used way to go or? see him when I was. I mean, I first saw him when I was about. 14 or 15, and then, anyways, later, uh, when I was in my, I don't know how old I was, I was like maybe 21 or something like that, um, a friend of mine gave him a demo I made, and on that said, meet him backstage next time he's in town, and we did, and we played a bunch of Charlie Patton's licks together, and, and then he moved to Salem, uh-huh. and we just began this relationship, you know, right. just two friends, listening to records, and playing guitar and stuff, and then he got signed to Rounder, and he asked me to produce him. Right, and that, was that your first job producing? Was yes. for John Fahey, so yeah. you kind of learned on the job with him. Is Pretty that, much, yeah. Wow, how did it was how, all tape back then, and we were uh-huh. splicing. And uh-huh. how yeah. how was that learning curve for you? You know, it was a lot of fun. I mean, he he trusted me because I knew his music so well, and he mm-hmm. wanted somebody who knew his music, not so much knew how to be in the studio. Right, and you know, I had a good engineer, and they like John here, and right. just you just watch and. Let them take, you know, and you you have a good relationship with your engineer. He he, he thinks he knows what you're going to do next. You know what he's going to do, and 
And I was always concentrating on the artist. In that case, in this case, it was John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, great. And so um, Fahey was uh, became known as a, a, a style called American primitive guitar playing. And right. I see you on on Wikipedia. We were talking about your Wikipedia page earlier. Yeah, um, right, that yeah. you're you're <laughs> yeah. you're considered a player of the new primitive guitar style. What what is that? What, explain that. Well, it, he got that title from uh, American primitive painters. Mm. And the artists, uh-huh. and that they were painting landscapes around the United States, and it was associated with America. Now, I think what you would call that now, in today's terms, is Americana. Oh, okay. It's kind of Americana, because he took influences from all over, you know, country blues mm-hmm. and country music, and but also uh, European classical music and also Indian music and, uh-huh. you know, me as well. And it all becomes Americana. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of an early term for Americana, I uh-huh. think. And he, uh, I, I, I'd read that he wasn't particularly fond of some of the directions it took a little later on. And oh, the New Age stuff? Yeah. No, he called it hot tub music. Hot tub music. <laughs> yeah, and he was, because a lot of the New Age guys, well, they're, they're, they're good, you know, and uh-huh. a lot of those guys cited him as an influence. He, uh-huh. he wasn't too happy about it. He didn't want to be so called the godfather of, of New Age, but it, it was a short period. Uh, yeah, well, uh, and they went on to take it elsewhere as yeah, well, well, like, uh, yeah, like oh, yeah. you all have done. It's a, yeah, there was a lot of good stuff that came out of that, yeah. too, yeah. Well, can you play us another song? Sure, this is called Butch Holler Stomp. Is Terry Robb in a JPR live session with Butch Holler Stomp. He'll be performing at the Talent Club tonight at 8 p.m., talentclublive.com, for information and tickets on that show. Your most recent record was Confessing My Dues. Is that the... Yeah, it came out just before the pandemic. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you, be, you you were thinking when you went in to record that kind of a band of gypsies. Is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's how I mixed it. Uh-huh. You know, I, I went in and I 
I did some stuff with uh, a trio, guys that play with me, uh-huh. Gary Hobbs and Dave Captine, two great players. Mm. And um, on the way to mixing the record, uh, the CD, I was um, listening in, in my car, and there was a, I had somehow had a copy of Band of Gypsies, and I put it in, and I thought, hey, you know, this is the way this should sound, kind of uh-huh. an acoustic Band of Gypsies, that mix. So it's uh-huh. got a, kind of a big drum sound and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's not so dry. Yeah, and I, um, I heard Confessing My Dues um, several times. I play it on the radio oh, and stuff like you. that. But it, it wasn't until I read that, that I, and then I went back yesterday and, and listened to a little Band of Gypsies. I go, I totally hear that. Yeah, There's a, that so, live sound. Right, yeah. I was going to say, did you? Re- was that a live in the studio recording? Or No, it, I mean, it, we played together in the uh-huh. studio, but it was you know, a studio about this big. Uh-huh. It was wasn't like a big room or anything. So, right, but so record some digital reverb on there. Right, <laughs> but but generally recorded live. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 and, yeah I'm, I'm, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it really it's, kind of worked on there. It's that kind of music, you know, where it's good to play off each other. Right. You know? right. Tell us about this guitar you're playing. That's oh, it looks like a pretty neat old guitar. It's a 1947 Martin 018. 018. Uh huh. A music store called me up and said, "We got this guitar down here. You should." Check out, and I thought, oh no. <laughs> and I went down and bought it. <laughs> I'm glad I did. Do you have a whole uh, closet full of Martins, or what I else do you few. play? I have yeah. one of Fahey's Martins. Do I have his D76 that he's holding on the cover of uh, The Best of John Fahey. It's, uh-huh. it's an odd guitar. They made 1,976 of them uh-huh. for the bicentennial. Oh, wow. <laughs> it has a star on the, for instead of dots, has stars uh-huh. and an eagle. And the only other person I knew who played, saw who played one was Johnny Cash, but he bought it brand new from the factory and the neck was a little too big for him, so he sold it to me. Huh? I still have that. Yeah, yeah. That seems pretty collectible. And yeah. then uh, on your uh, your shows, what are you, you're playing this guitar there, and then what else are you playing? I have a little national I play a slide guitar on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that uh, acoustic strictly? or do Yeah, you plug well, in? I have pickups on my guitars because uh-huh. you got to play live. Sure, and, you yeah. Know, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, hey, how about wrapping up with another song? Sure, I'll play a little ragtime music for you, okay? Sounds good. Thank you, Dave and John. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. It's great to be here.
once again. Um, I'm pretty sure after watching you, I can't call what I do when I'm holding a guitar guitar <laughs> playing. It's Terry Robb, uh, the ragtime tune. Does that tune have a name? Oh, it's called um, uh, Buck Rag. Uh, um, Buck Dance by Reverend Gary Davis and a John Fahey song. Oh, all kind Take of a look at that you. baby. Oh, nice. And uh, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Dave, for having me. Thanks, John. Yeah. And uh, Terry Robb is performing tonight at the Talent Club in Talent. Tickets and information are available at talentclublive.com. And tomorrow afternoon in Coos Bay at the Blackberry Arts Festival. He'll be there at 4 p.m. JPR Live Sessions are engineered by John Griffin. Look for this live session podcast at our website, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google. Open Air with Danielle Kelly continues next.